Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is VEASAN's Long Shots, the world's number one golf betting show. With Wes Reynolds and sometimes Matt Humans. here is Brady Cannon. Welcome into Short Shots, our off-season abridged version of Long Shots right here on VEASAN, the sports betting network. I'm Brady Cannon, along with Wes Reynolds, diving into another week on the PGA Tour. And this week has us overseas in Japan for the Zozo Championship. Accordia Golf Narashino Country Club is the venue, Wes, but only the second time the championship has been played here. Uh, The event was held at Sherwood Country Club in Southern California in 2020 due to COVID. At this particular course, Hideki Matsuyama won there last year. He's back to defend his title Tiger Woods won in 2019. He is not in this year's field. And a really interesting par 70 golf course, Wes, as is customary in Japan, as I understand. They've got two greens on each hole. And in this particular case, one bent grass and one Bermuda. They'll utilize the bent services for this tournament due to the current weather this time of year. Uh, Five shorter par threes, three longer par fives, and then 10 par fours, narrow narrow tree-lined fairways, I should say. Uh, And it's produced some lower scores for the winners in the range of 20 under par. But just the way I'm looking at this setup, it looks like it's going to be a fun test this week. Yeah, it certainly does. And a pretty good field, actually, this week. Uh, 14 of the top 50 in the official world golf rankings, the OWGR are here, including last week's winner, Tom Kim, who goes bogey-free, only the third player ever on the PGA Tour to win a PGA Tour event, going bogey-free over 72 holes. He outlasts uh, Patrick Cantlay, Matthew Neesmith, who was my guy that I had in the mix, ended up third. I know you had Mito Pereira. More on Mito Pereira later in this program, uh, and he was up there, finished tied for fourth. But 
really good field this week. Tom Kim, Xander Shoffley won Olympic gold in Tokyo last summer. Sunjay Im, who was third here on debut in 2019. Colin Morikawa, you mentioned Matsuyama, Cameron Young, Victor Hovland, Terrell Hatton, Corey Connors, Tommy Fleetwood, Keegan Bradley, Tom Hoagie, Mito Pereira, Sepp Straka, Cage Lee. Those are the 14 players currently in the OWGR Top 50 that are here. So, yeah, interesting field. Only 78 players in this field, so we don't have a cut necessarily. And uh, you look at this uh, par 70, a little bit less than 7,100 yards. So it is rain season. So the course is going to play soft a little bit, maybe a tad longer than the listed yardage. I know on Thursday for the opening round, we're expected to have rainy and windy conditions. So you're going to have to be sharp, particularly with your long iron. So that's why I looked at proximity 175 to 200 yards, did a little combination of strokes gained approach and also greens and regulation gained. Good drives gained in terms of off the tee, even though the rough is not all that penal here. Just about two inches. It's kind of that uh, zoysia grass that you see at East Lake or you see at TPC Southwind. All the greens are bent grass that are going to be used, as you mentioned, about 11 on the stint meter. So a little bit on the slower side. The greens average about 5,500 square feet, so a little bit on the smaller side. So you got to be pretty pinpoint with your irons here. Unique par 70 in the fact, though, that you have five par threes and three par fives instead of where you usually have four par threes and two par fives. So front nine, it's out in 34, in in 36 of the 10 par fours on the layout. None of them actually measure between 425 and 485. So that are really sharp, short par fours or really long par fours. So, uh, you know, this this should be a good event and, and a very good field for this time of year. So. My, my kind of correlated courses I looked at, Brady, Kasumiga Seki, which was the Tokyo Olympics course, of course, being in Japan and all. I looked a little bit at a couple Asian courses, uh, Sheshan International, which used to host the WGC event in China, Nine Bridges in South Korea, uh, Chapultepec, where they used to have the tournament in Mexico. A lot of players seem to think that this is a comparison to that on the American side. Harbortown, Colonial, Wiley, TPC Sawgrass, those were kind of the ones where I saw at least a little bit of connection with. Yeah, I certainly land on a few of the same things as you. As always, I'm looking at strokes gained approach. I also looked at good drives gained. And, you know, you talked about it, proximity from 175 to 200. If you look at this layout, you know, you're going to have shots into the par threes of that distance, and then you're probably going to have approach shots on the par fours and the par fives of that distance. So I definitely took a hard look at how well players perform from that distance, 175 yards to 200 yards in uh, on approach. Uh, strokes gained ball striking, you know, we mentioned the narrow fairways, I think, and you talked about the soft course with the weather we're expecting as well. I, I think you're going to need to be long and straight off the tee, total driving, if you will. And I don't think putting is going to be a huge factor. We've seen, you know, some pretty lousy putters fare pretty well here. I think these greens are so pristine. They're not going to, and bent grass is that way. Uh, they shouldn't be too difficult to read. But uh, I think scrambling, you mentioned the small greens. Uh, these, these players are going to miss some greens on occasion. So I looked at scrambling as well. And, and the courses that I think I found similar as far as being, you know, long par fives and narrower fairways and, and needing kind of that total driving aspect and scrambling around the greens. I landed on Jackson Country Club where they played the Sanderson Farms just a few weeks ago, uh, Quail Hollow, home to the Wells Fargo, and then Torrey Pines, uh, where we will be in late January for the Farmers Insurance Open. 
Um, so yeah, some differences there on uh, the correlated courses, but pretty similar as far as the skill sets we're looking at. Uh, Wes, before we get to our plays for the Zozo this week, let's do a quick look from you at the Andalusia Masters uh, taking place in Valderrama, Spain. Two two uh, events overseas this week. Yeah, this is uh, yeah, this is going to be the uh, I believe the third here because they do Valderrama and then they do in Madrid and they, or they did Madrid last week at the Open Day España. By the way, that was won by John Rahm. I mentioned I kind of went shorter on the card last week because. You have John Rahm that could run away and hide from this field, and that's exactly what he did. He ran like a two-to-one favorite. Final round of 62 to finish 25 under. That was a six-shot victory, but not in the field this week in Valderrama, which is uh, really one of the gem golf courses around the world. And if you like a difficult golf course and seeing professional struggle, I think you'll like this event. So uh, second of three consecutive events in Spain. Matt Fitzpatrick is the favorite at 11 to 2. He is the defending champion of the Andalusia Masters. Minwoo Lee, who was third last week at the Open de España in Madrid, he was the runner-up, actually, to Fitzpatrick in this event last year. He's about 22 to 1. Ryan Fox, who's having his career year, fourth year last year, three victories already on the DP World Tour, including two weeks ago at the Alfred Dunhill Links Championship, now 23rd in the OWGR. He's 22 to 1. Robert McIntyre, also a recent DP World Tour winner, beat Fitzpatrick actually last month at the playoff at the Italian Open. He is 22 to 1. And I mentioned Valderrama. Uh, you know, it just measures a bit over 7,000 yards, par 71, but uh, greens are pretty fast. Fairways are very normal, and the greens are really tiny. There are 2,000 cork trees on the layout that if you hit it in the trees, you're going to have to chop out in that fairway and really take your medicine here. So you're not typically going to score very low, especially if the wind blows here. Fitzpatrick, I think the winning score last year was 278, 600 par. And then John Catlin the year before was two over par. So, you know, if the wind blows, these guys are going to shoot very close to par. If it doesn't, you can reach maybe about double digit under par as Christian Bezadenhout did back in 2019, 10 under par. So this was something, you know, I think your short game has got to be really good here. I landed on five. None of the chalky guys I mentioned, but I did try guys that I just have had consistent form uh, when in doubt, I think that's what you go with at Valderrama, guys that have played well all season. One of them is Jordan Smith, 28 to 1, seven top tens on the DP World Tour this year. Antoine Rosner, uh, 30 to 1, the Frenchman was third here at Valderrama two years ago. He's got two top fours in his last five starts at the Dunhill Lynx Championship and at the European Masters and uh, in uh, Switzerland. Richard Mansell, kind of another similar guy to Jordan Smith, has done everything but win this season. Seven top tens, three top fives in the last calendar year. Mansell's at 50 to 1. And then a couple Spaniards, Adrian Otegi, 55 to 1. I think on this difficult course, you're going to have to have a really good short game. And that's what Adrian Otegi has. He's not very long off the tee, but he is very accurate. But what really stood out to me is first in scrambling, third in sand saves, and sixth for strokes gained around the green this season on the DPWT and then Jorge Campillo, my uh, Indiana Hoosier alum, 80 to one uh, from Spain would love to win in his home nation, two top tens in his last six starts. So I thought he was a fair price at 80 to one. All right. Very good. Well, hopefully we can land, uh, land on a winner 
in Spain this week. Let's go over back to Japan, home of the Zozo Championship at the Narashino Country Club. And I'll go over my plays first, Wes, just for outrights for me uh and my shortest shot and you know i'm i'm new to betting on this man i have not yet bet on i know you and matt humans have bet on this guy in the past but i landed on cameron young this week um boy has this guy just ascended he's now the 16th ranked player in the world and it seems like it's really happened overnight of course last summer finishes third at the pga second at the british open last july He's really got that rare combination that we don't see too often where he's especially long off the tee. He's a great ball striker, and he also has a terrific short game. A lot of times it's one or the other. You just talked about Campillo, your player there who's got a great short game, but not necessarily very long off the tee. Rarely do we see uh, a player that has both of those skill sets, and Cameron Young certainly does. Uh, I mentioned that I use the country club at Jackson uh, where they play the Sanderson Farms. Uh, of course, uh, Cameron Young had a second-place finish there not long ago. He's got a 20th-place finish at Torrey Pines under his belt. This will be his season debut, but he did finish off this past summer pretty darn hot with four top 10 finishes. So I'm hoping that the form is still there for Cam Young. Went with another Cam, Cam Davis at 46 to one. And this is another guy that, you know, has the big hitter and solid short game mold. And this guy's really starting to be an up and comer too. Of course, he won, uh, I think it was last year or the year before uh, in that summer swing, maybe the mortgage, uh, Rocket Mortgage Classic, if I recall. But he's really starting to show up on a lot of leaderboards. Um, finished 37th last week here in Las Vegas, nothing too special, but he did have three top 20 finishes, uh, in the summer in July and August. So I'm hoping again, another guy that, uh, his form has not waned since we last saw him, uh, also 13th in this field over the last 36 rounds, 13th in the field on approach shots of 175 uh, to 200 yards, that key yardage mark that we mentioned uh, in the breakdown of the course. So I like the fact that he he uh, looks good in that particular skill set. Scott Stallings at 53 to one. And again, another player, you can see the theme here, another player that's long off the tee with a top-notch short game. Uh, he's also had excellent success at Torrey Pines. Of course, he's won there. He's also finished second and 25th. He just finished 13th at Sanderson Farms not too long ago and also has a sixth there in the last couple of years at the Country Club of Jackson. Also ranks 11 in the, uh, 11th in this field for strokes gained approach and sixth in strokes gained on those long par fives. So hoping uh, Stallings can stay hot here and get it done in Japan. And then finally, my long bomb on Luke List. Now, he's missed five cuts in his last seven starts. So the form is not there for this guy. And maybe that's why we're seeing the price. I got him at 100 to 1. Um, but I mentioned when we opened the program that we've seen a lot of poor putters do well here. Matsuyama, Corey Connors, Brendan Steele, Keegan Bradley. You know, Wes, none of these guys are known for their putting, and, and nor is Luke List, but he did finish seventh here last year, and he really checks the boxes on the correlated courses as well. Uh, has a, a win at Torrey Pines, of course. He's also finished 10th and 12th there before. He has a second-place finish at the Sanderson Farms along with a 17th, and he checks the boxes at Quail Hollow as well with a sixth and a ninth-place finish there. So hoping that form can uh, return here for Luke List this week. 
Yeah, I also uh, did consider Cameron Young. He really popped on uh, a lot of the stats I modeled that I mentioned before. And then, uh, you know, a couple ones I also did strokes gained around the green because these greens are small. And who's number one over the last 36 rounds? That is one Cameron Young. So looked at him in terms of uh, those stats. Uh, another, a couple others I did. I did the strokes gained par three because there is the extra par three on this course but yeah Cameron Young number one for off the tee number one for around the green I think that's a good place to start for your card I did not end up landing on him I only played four and you know I you know in in light of this new name change at this time of season short shots that's pretty much what I landed on here at the Zozo I didn't really have very many bombs I didn't know how deep to go with this card this week so one that I started with is kind of one of the chalkier guys in this field, Colin Marikawa, 16 to 1. He's still winless in 2022, but I don't think he's been like really nosedived, Brady. I don't think he's really been in that much of a slump. He was pretty good at the Masters, if I recall. Yeah, fifth at the Masters, <laughs> fifth at the U.S. Open, fifth at the FedEx St. Jude, second at the Genesis. So, you know, he just hasn't won. It's not like his game has fallen off the planet. He's still a top 10 player in the world. He's always played pretty solid here in Japan. He was seventh here, actually, last year, was fifth at the Dunlop Phoenix, which is kind of a flagship event on the Japanese tour back in 2019, was third in the Olympic Games in 2021 in Tokyo. He is also half Japanese, so I know that this event means more to him than like an average boilerplate PGA Tour event. And Morikawa was kind of in the mix, uh, you know, in terms of uh, some of these different categories that I looked at. Uh, good drives gained. He's third over the last 36, ra- or 36 rounds, uh, you know, so right there, 10th in bogey avoidance. Uh, so this is a guy that's, I think, you know, been playing pretty good golf, maybe not at his peak, but this could be the week, you know, kind of like it was for Matsuyama last year, who's defending his title. And he's at 14 to one Victor Hoblin, 22 to one. This is kind of a gut play three weeks of rest. A lot of these guys that are near the top of the market actually played last week, like a Tom Kim, like Soon JM, Siwoo Kim. There were several of these guys that did play in Las Vegas. Victor Hoblin actually has about three weeks of rest. Uh, not a real lot of Japanese form particularly to speak of, but has gone low and he shot a 64 last summer at the Olympics in the final round. But that third round 71 actually is what kept him out of contending for the medals. Uh, Terrell Hatton, 27 to one comes to Japan. He's got consecutive top tens on the DP world tour, uh, including uh, a top 10 a couple weeks ago at the Dunhill link, six top 25s in the last eight starts second in this field for three putt avoidance and putts from zero to five feet. So this is a guy that doesn't miss a lot of short putts and these greens a little bit slower. These bent grass greens about 11 on the stip meter could be tricky for some guys. He ranked top five on the PGA tour for putting last season. And I teased Mito Pereira mention of him earlier. I know you were on him and he was very good last week here at that TPC Summerlin for the Shriners. He was number one in the field on strokes gained approach, ended up finishing T4, but I think he's finally recovering from what we saw you know, at Southern Hills in May at the PGA Championship when, of course, he had that disastrous tee shot with a one-shot lead going to the 72nd hole that ended up costing him the Wanamaker Trophy certainly benefited me, having Justin Thomas, who went on to beat Will Salatoris in the playoff. And Mito's got, you know, a very short history in Japan. He's a very young player from Chile, but was T4 at the Olympic Games in Tokyo. He's actually 
part of that playoff for the bronze medal where they had like six or seven guys in the playoff and ended up not winning it, but ended up T4. I feel pretty good about Mito Pereira this week at 35 to one. Yeah, I felt really good about him last week. And, you know, I felt the same way that he's probably finally uh, shrugged off the the disaster there, the disappointment at the PGA Championship. And, and he's been in really good form. And, you know, he checked a lot of boxes for me here in Las Vegas. And he was the 36-hole leader. Um, you know, oftentimes that's not a good thing when you're betting on the guy. And it, and it right. did indeed go south for me. I, I knew it was over when he, uh, he stuck it to just three feet on the 10th hole and he missed the putt for that, and then he made a bogey on the next hole. So uh, congratulations certainly to Tom Kim. But yeah, we got close once again with Mito Pereira. You and I both knocking on the door quite a bit. Uh, Taylor Montgomery at, at uh, Napa. And uh, let's see, I had uh, Keegan Bradley with another top five. I mean, I, I'm cracking the top fives like crazy, but uh, just can't get to the winner's circle. We'll see if we can next week. Uh, that is going to do it for this edition of Short Shots. Next week, we will be back stateside in South Carolina. Carolina. The CJ Cup goes to Congaree Golf Club and the number one player in the world, Scotty Scheffler, has committed to be there. Hideki Matsuyama, Matthew Fitzpatrick and Victor Hovland set to be in the field as well. Wes, thank you, my friend. I'll talk to you next week. You bet, Brady. Looking forward to it. All right. More short shots next week for the golf club at Congaree for the CJ Cup. Keep it here at VSIN, the sports betting network. <laughs> 